of players, the personalities who come from around the world to play professional soccer in the United States. Go, go, USA! Oh, it's incredible! In a word, where some call it football, football, or soccer, they dare to call it foosball. One thinks New York is blue. The other thinks New York is red. Soccer in America, from a German perspective. Let them put some sauerkraut on your hot dog and join them for the Schnitzel Boys USA Hour. Yes. 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 Good evening. Good evening. By now you know the drill. Stefan's. Seemingly endless Germany trip continues. So it's just me here on a Monday night. Um, but Hans is here. And uh, hello to all of you. We're here for the USA Hour. A lot going on. MLS playoffs. Another new format. Um, it's all, uh, it's, every year is brand new with this league. We're, we're reinventing the wheel. Um, any any chance we get so but my team's out so i just get to sit back and relax and enjoy the show um and there is a lot of show anyway we talk about that we talk about um the goings on in germany he's getting a lot of soccer like get a lot of lot of foosball in on his trip but um let's hear from him from the man himself um, here he is, Stefan Schnitzel coming up. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. This is the last week, yes, of your of your fine journey. No, this is the last week of my journey. That's correct. Okay, so we will be correct. back in Los Angeles. You are in. Well, you tell us where you are. I am in Munich, Germany, or Munich, München. Germany, München. Yes. Star des Südens, star of the south, Stand des Südens. Um, the Northern I'm, California of Germany. The Northern California of no, Germany. <laughs> I've been here for about a week now. I came about a week ago. I've been seeing all this. I've been. I was here once before, at least once, like when I was a, like 13 years ago or something, or maybe even before then. Uh, and I remember being here for about a day or two. Uh, but now I'm spending some real time here, and it's nice. It's nice to spend time here. What I will say, though, is between L.A., New York, Amsterdam, and now Munich, all the cities start to blend together a little bit. <laughs> you know? Like Munich, Munich. you know, like I, I went to Germany. You know, last week I was up on the, North, on the Baltic Sea, little German town, and I didn't realize how much German character it had up there until I came down here. And I realize it's like Thai food and burger places and Indian places and Chinese places. And a lot of English is in the air. A lot of stores have like English writing on it. And you know, oh, and Mu like, yeah, Munich is a, is, a, is a more worldly town. Yeah. It's like an international city with a German twist, you know. And also all the old stuff here. I'm really partaking. You know, there's plenty of German stuff here. I'm finding it. I'm going up. And all the German stuff in Munich is where all the tourists are. German, they have plenty of German stuff in Germany. You got to find No, in Munich, you got to find it. And you know what's funny about it? It's me and a bunch of other American tourists there. 
The Germans are. Oh. They have nothing to do with it. They don't want. The Germans want to eat gone. burgers. Want to eat burgers and speak English. They're they're off the Thai police. They're off eating burgers at the Thai place. One hundred percent. And and the old Americans are there looking at the old brew, brew houses. But I have I have drank every of Munich's six brews from a brewery. Okay, what's the what's the word? A, they're all delicious. And you know what my winner is, by the way? Paulana. Paulana, okay. Paulana, which happens to be the official brew of Bayern München. Um, um, we'll talk about more of that in another hour. But uh, I just want to say I thought it was funny, but I went to a little town today to get that German charm, and I got that German charm, and it was lovely. And I got ice cream, and it was lovely. But going back to Munich again, Munich's so interesting. It's a beautiful city. And Munich was ruled by one of my favorite kings of all time, Ludwig II. You have a favorite king of all time? Crazy King Ludwig. Do you know Ludwig II? I mean, yeah, I know of him. I don't rank, uh, I, I don't have a personal ranking of kings. I don't know where he ranks in my, <laughs> but yeah, sure. Okay. For me, it's pretty high up. It's my mother. My mother's a royalist. My mother loves, uh, you know, she loves keeping up with all the, with all the royals, past and present, I guess more present than past. She would like there to be a king. She loves the, but anyway, please go ahead. Again, that's probably more for the other hour, but I'd love to talk about it more. But, but the, he was, the, the, essentially they travel all over and everything royal in Munich is an homage to something nicer. Munich has like a Greek area and, and it's an homage to nicer buildings in Greece. Then, then he builds a summer palace, which is, an, which is an homage to um, Versailles, right? But mm -hmm. Versailles is nicer. Then he builds this other palace, which is an homage of the French, another French style, or a lot of homages to the Italian style, the Renaissance style. Everything in Munich was like copied what they thought was better somewhere else. So Munich's full of all these old buildings that are the second best versions of where you can go somewhere else and find better mm. versions of. It's like They're Disneyland. It's like the, it's like the Disneyland of old. Yeah, it's like Royal. It's like Epcot. It's like, it's like Epcot Center of <laughs> the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, and then there's a big modern Starbucks and a McDonald's right next to it. So <laughs> so you can you have it all. You, you can have it all in Munich. <laughs> but I'm having a good time. I'm, a, I'm really enjoying myself. Here. Very good. I'm eating like a king. I, as, as you know, I've paused for my vegetarianism i hope we weren't we're, i hope we weren't we were not too too mean about your eating last week in your absence i hope we did not well uh, i'm wearing pants <laughs> and i have so much i have so much stuff on top about food wise but i'm gonna abstain we're gonna, we're gonna do that and you guys don't want to hear it i guess <laughs> there's one thing i did today and i have to share with you guys i went to austria today for lunch i was oh, in austria today for lunch very nice because i was at germany's highest peak and I saw a sign being like, Tirol, one minute this way. So mm. I'm like, Tirol? Hell yeah, let's do it. So I walked over to Tirol, and, and then at the, I was at the Zugspitze. Have you ever done that? Have you ever done that one? Yeah, I've been up there. I've skied. I've skied on top of the Zugspitze. It was, right, really, great... it was really foggy. I, I went up there one time. It was really foggy. So I don't really feel like I've seen it because it was like kind of a white fog everywhere. Yeah, I couldn't really see anything, but but I, I was there. Yeah, it's it, so for, for the listeners, it's Germany's highest peak. It's like, our which is Everest. not saying much. 
Yeah, it's. I think the one in Switzerland's higher, but. But anyway, even though, you know, we, we think of we think of Germany as like a mountainous country, especially here, you know, you think because you're thinking of the sound of music Alps, or whatever, yeah. the Alps, but the Alps in Germany are pretty, are pretty, pretty modest compared to Austria and Switzerland and France yeah, was, and Italy, like really any other country any has, other Alps. has bigger mountains than Germany. Yeah. I was surprised how I could just hop on a train station and then before you know it, I'm just at the top of the Germany's highest peak yeah um, well there's and, this like there's this old school kind of what is that even called this like it's called, like a you tram. Know what it's called it's one of those weird mistranslations not a mistranslation but i'm sure there's some sort of proper translation they call it a cog wheel train. yeah 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 mm -hmm. uh, i don't understand what they call it in german it's a 90 year old cog wheel train the story yeah it's, is, they have a similar one in new hampshire to mount washington is it called a cog wheel train um you keep talking i will well, anyway they drilled a hole in the mountain the way a dentist drills into a tooth and literally this train <laughs> goes into the mountain and up it's very cool uh it's 90 years ago it was built for the olympics because in this area uh, near it's called gamasha patenkirchen was an olympic uh 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 the president in the 1930s his name escapes me at the moment german president told him to uh <laughs> merge the two towns so they can host the 1936 Olympics, which they did, and they did. And they must have, they have a lot of like Olympic centers around there, like it's a good skiing spot and stuff. But there's a train that literally goes inside the mountain. So for a good half an hour or so, you're like in the thinnest little drilled in mountain town you've mm -hmm. ever been in. And boom, they spit you up there. Yeah. They take a cable car to a glacier where there's a church, a little church. And like skiing, and I was surprised it was covered in snow. I guess I didn't know what to expect. It's a mm. mountaintop. <clears throat> and then, uh, then the cable cars from there take you up to even higher. At the very tippy top peak, it's Ger the German uh, Freistadt Bayern, Germany's Bavaria, and Austria's Tyrol meet. And the Germans can go to the Austrian side and get lunch, which I did. And the Austrians go to the German side and get lunch over there. So I ate Just... a schnitzel today. Oh. You're a proper, you're a proper schnitzel man. Schnitzel boy, really. Schnitzel boy, really. Yeah, and I ate schnitzels over the highest peak of Austria, Germany. Amazing. So yeah, it's a cock, it's a Zahnrad, Zahnradbahn. They call that's it. That's what they call it. And it is the same technology as they have in Mount Washington in New Hampshire. Um. Yeah, similar kind of thing. Very cool, but I had a great time. Anyway, that's the only thing I was going to say food-wise. I did a schnitzel boy soldier <laughs> mountains. Very nice, very nice. Um, uh, it's not that we it's not that we don't want to hear you talk about it. We, you know, we're just it was funny. Well, anyway, we can get into this more in the Deutschland hour because we got a lot to cover here on the American in the American uh way of way of uh what? The American side of things is what I'm trying to say. Um I don't know what you're trying to say. Okay. MLS playoffs. MLS playoffs have started. It's been a roller coaster for your team. I'm just sitting back. My team is done. Right. Uh, the biggest news for my team, which is going to be very quick to be – it's Nick Cushing is not getting fired. That's the news. He's going to be – he's going to be in. There was sort of a stern statement from Marty Edelman, Marty, Vice President Marty Edelman spoke publicly which he doesn't usually he's not a very front-facing guy he's he's clearly a 
a, a big deal and he was very involved in the stadium situation but he sort of very sternly said that this is not acceptable. The team was going to make sure that we have better, more resources, that David Lee and Nick Cushing have more resources and are in a position to improve next next season. So that means that means Cushing, Cushing is not Cushing is in. And then Twitter went pretty nuts. NYCFC Twitter went pretty nuts about that. Um so yeah, we'll see. Near Grebbles. I think most of the playoff teams I've missed were all given statements about being like, we're going to invest for next year. I think a lot of clubs <laughs> got that. Kind of well, you're in, so Red everything's Bulls. going well for you. An update on the New York Red Bulls on that is that Josef Paulson from RB Leipzig turned down the opportunity to become oh. a New York Red Bulls reinforcement. I was just going to say, I I thought I saw him, I, I saw he signed another contract with with Leipzig, right? Okay, so he was—he was our big reinforcement. Spend him in the diaspora. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think he was the guy. I think he was supposed to answer that question or whatever. But I mean, all, all kidding aside, I'll gladly take you as a Bolson. If he's one sure. of several senior yeah. players coming over, yeah, I'll take. I think he'd be great. But he, but he didn't want to go. Germany. He's going to stay in Leipzig. But I like the idea of that. Let's maybe ML Forsberg is going to make his way here. Who knows? One can dream. We'll see. Um, but the New York Red Bulls are in the playoffs. We got in eighth place, not ninth place. Right, is, and so you hosted, hosted you hosted against Charlotte, and that went very well. Five to two, I believe, right? Yeah, something like that. Detroit. Yeah, that was kind of a it's kind of a wild game. I watched it. You all your strikers all of a sudden you couldn't hit the broad side of a barn for most of the season. All of a sudden, anything everything went in. Anybody. Elias Manuel scored a hat trick. He hasn't scored all season. Scored a hat trick. That's never going to happen. I'm just going to. I'm just going to. I'm just going to say, that's never going to happen again. Well, the stat is crazy. He, the amount of people who scored hat tricks in MLS playoffs is like five, and it's like Landon Donovan, Ra Raul Diaz Arce, one of the original guys. He was the only guy to do it, I think, twice or something. Or he scored, scored a hat trick and scored the next game. And great company. I, I don't remember the other three or four, but they're big players. Yeah. Well that but, like you were saying, most of those people then did not score in the next game, and that was true for Elias Manuel as well. Because this next game last night did not go as well. Cincinnati, pretty comprehensive. As much as they, as much as they try to hype you up <laughs> as a worthy as a worthy opponent. I mean, and this is not even. I mean, obviously, you know, blah, blah, there's a rivalry, blah, blah, blah. But, like, it's not even really personal. It's not even specific to the Red Bulls. So those eight and nine teams, whoever had made it in, if we had made it in, questionable. <laughs> of questionable, of questionable providence. We all lost more games than we won. And, uh, uh, and Cincinnati's been pretty good. But, but sure, but, but the, but the, 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 narrative of the of the apple tv coverage was like no this is it confident the the red bulls are now transformed because of this game against charlotte the confidence is high and they're now a totally different team the regular season stats no longer matter and uh they have momentum on their side but not quite i mean there's well, still there's still, a, there's still a difference there's still there's still a there's still a gap in quality 
Yeah, there's definitely a gap in quality. But in their defense, teams that do really well in the regular season tend to struggle in the playoffs. Last year was not the case. I think Mm -hmm. it was the Eastern Conference winner versus the Western Conference winner, and then the host won the final. Last year was not the case. But historically, like you think New England Revolution two seasons ago, or was it last season when when they they won Sporters Shield with a record and they got eliminated in the first round? That was New England against us. Thank you for reminding me. Was that last season or two That was two years ago. That was 2021. You know, so like you know, I have yeah, that some but right. <laughs> well, but I think, but I think so. the I think this new this new format sort of favors favors the better team because you got you 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 got you get a few chances. It's a three game series, so it's not going to be the opposite. How so? Well, because if 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 Cincinnati beats New York Red Bulls eight nothing in the first game. And the New York Red Bulls holds them to a scoreless draw and beats them on penalties the next two games. The New York Red Bulls go through in, in a home and away playoff series. Wait, that's even what you're describing. Cincinnati would have won that series. What so you're like, describing now is a tie, right? They have they would have both won. No, no, it goes to straight to penalties, zero zero in the penalties. Right, right, right. But they would so have to. York, but then you get a W. So if New York Red Bulls. But then the they'd still have to win. Penalties. They'd still have to go back to Cincinnati and win another game. That's what I'm saying. That's what I just said. They did two twi- I'm saying oh, twice. Oh, twice. Okay, sure. Yeah. No, that's true. But on and, the and other hand, courage is a scrappy team to hold tight and wish for the best. Whereas a home and away eliminates that. You have to win by a goal aggregate. So you have to be good. You're gonna well, win. but you got to do that. Goals. I guess in the one in the one yeah I mean in the one elimination game you have you have a bad day you're done. In this in this format, I think blowouts better... don't matter. They have no value. Yeah, but the but the well blowouts don't matter in the other in the other in the other yeah, format in the home either. And away, of course, home and away. Well, home and away is go- home and away is not a thing. Home and away hasn't been I'm a thing. Saying, in we replaced years. it with this new series. No, it, it used to be, but the last couple of years we had single elimination. That's what I'm talking about. We had home and away, didn't we? What do we have home and away? Not recently. Not the last couple of years. No, we it's did been a single point. elimination. This was the we had home home and away for for a bunch of for a long time until I think either two or three years ago, and then that was decided that that didn't give enough of an advantage to the to the higher seeds that made the right. regular season not meaningful enough because yeah, supporter shield winners got knocked you know or and you had these like really. Um, boring first legs where nobody wants to make a mistake and and so they were like okay single elimination the the higher seat gets the home game that was very exciting but i think now but that was then deemed to be not enough games in terms of uh yeah not enough playoff games it just goes too quickly i guess and now we have this now this is very much this is also a little bit more uh in line with other American sports, I guess, right. where, where the NBA, the NBA or the or or baseball, they have these multi-game series, and like, yeah, however, however, however much you win every game doesn't matter. But that's true in those sports for the regular season anyway. Point differential is meaningless uh, in both basketball, uh, football, or um, baseball. Well. I'm going to reserve judgment until it's done. I'm very curious. It's definitely it's going, different. Yeah. 
I'm very curious about it. But just, I'm just curious. I don't know if it offers. I'm trying to think. I guess the higher seed team does have the potential for two home games, so that's an advantage. Right. But but my but the but the counter argument to that is the fact that it, they're just looking for the W no matter how. So if again, if a team has greater quality like Cincinnati, and, and you're right, the, the gap was clear between Cincinnati and Rebels. Cincinnati, you know, Rebels held the ball and press, press and press, but Cincinnati got a gift off a mistake, and then Barial, two different occasions, just had a great. He came in the left and just yeah. screened one right in the goal twice, and we don't have a Barial. We don't have anybody who can do that, but they do. They have a Barial, and they have a Costa, and they have a Brandon Vasquez, and they have a Matt Miazga. Yeah, and it was pretty clear. You know, the quality was different because they have a much deeper team. But my thing is like, yeah, since he beats a confident three nothing, and let's pretend we go to the New Jersey, pull him to scoreless draw, beat him in penalties, and then come back to Cincy and do it again. We're through and they're out. Even though that's maybe true, they had the more confident ninety minutes. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think I think all else being equal, if you have multiple games, the better team. Is more likely to advance, in my opinion. I guess we'll see well, we'll, what we'll happens. See. In this case, so far, so far, all the home teams have won, except St. Louis St. tonight. Louis. Last night, St. Louis lost pretty big to SKC. I didn't stay up for that one. Four one. Um, Me neither, because it was like three thirty. That was here. pretty. Yeah, that was that was pretty late. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see it, but that was. Uh, that was that. I don't know. I mean, I'm. You know. I think the I can see the pros and cons. It's hard, you know. This for they keep they keep messing around with the format. Now this is going on forever. Like before, it was like one game and you're done. Now this is going on over two weeks. There's eleven days between game one and game two for Philly and New England. So also, it's extremely it's extremely stretched out. But again, also I understand they want to have like a couple games for a few nights in a row. It's it's a little bit more again like like the nba on tnt or whatever you have these like couple couple games uh with people chatting in the in the studio in between so i don't know who knows i mean we'll see i understand the wisdom i mean it's like the single game does feel a little flimsy because it is a little it is a little random i mean famously you know philly still is is griping about you know, losing all their people to COVID and, and losing that game to us in 2021. And if you have a three-game series, it's a little bit different. But then we're back. But after this first round, we're back to, yeah, right? It's not like, yeah. This, this so the it's the only time we're doing it. It's a little bit, uh, this this seems a little like, you know, we're, 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 doing, we're taking two weeks for the first round. And then it's like, single game after that i don't know it's a work in progress it doesn't this doesn't feel like it's the final answer but new i york had a, i was noticing like, no sorry go new ahead york rebels the new york rebels despite a tough three nil loss in cincy where cincy was focused and had their starters this time not like last time they won but we're still in it we got to go home and i tell you i loved how the new york rebels approached the game like it was a terrible mistake sure and Cincinnati's quality won in the end. And people are griping about some foul or some red card. I did watch the game. But I didn't. Really, I don't know what they're talking about. It must have been if I there was some sort of foul that the ref missed a card or some crap. I don't. Want, it was a three nothing win, so I don't want to dilly dally over a card. But like, um, I love how energetic they were. They were focused. They were there to win. You saw it. I know. Like I said, didn't go their way, but mentally they were there. 
and I've been seeing that, and I like it. And we still have a home game, so let's go home. And they hopefully they've learned their mistakes. Hopefully they do better back passes. Hopefully they have to cover. They'll cover Barrial for next time. Yeah, that's that the other part a... of the three game series. You can analyze your teammates a little. You have a little more opportunity to fix your mistakes. You have a third game opportunity to analyze. You know, to to know your opponent. You know, and if they go back to Cincy for the, for game three, they just went to Cincy a week ago or whatever. So it's it's like they're doing it. Again, and they're going to be twice as more confident. I don't know. Not, you know, I can offer that. Maybe. They're going to be twice different. as more confident. You know, it'll be like with hashtag, hashtag science. There was a yeah, lot of this kind of talk. I will, I will say, I haven't. I mean, I got a. You know, now that my team's out, I'm getting a full load of the Apple coverage, which, funnily, I don't feel like I've seen that much of. This whole season because i wasn't you know like i um if there's a home if we're playing at home i'm there i don't watch a lot of stuff on tv right. away games i'm watching my team mostly and then a little bit of everybody else but like i don't and and it's you know you you always talk about the state-run media like there's there's a lot of uh you know it's a it's a lot of hyping i mean i understand it's it's there's there's some kind of middle i don't know there's got to be some kind of middle ground i mean it used to also, be also if i'm skc by the way SKC. because of taylor twelman being the star analyst he's a big st louis fan and crap like every time they broadcast st louis it's always a pro st louis broadcast it's just like oh like if i'm SKC, well there's definitely a buy i mean there's all these red bull people there's no there's no love for nycfc and any i know that's any. a good bias i'm talking about like the bad ah bias. okay the good right the right the correct bias right yeah we that's that's uh uh that's the general thing, right? We only we only mind bias when it favors the people we don't like. We don't mind but, you know, bias. Saying, for... like, I'm, I'm not I'm not related to SKC or St. Louis, but if I'm an SKC fan, I'm like, yo, this is it's a national even... broadcast. You guys can't. Steal. For me, I don't even like. Yeah, I mean, Taylor Twelman wears his heart on his sleeve a little bit. Like he was uh, definitely uh rooting against Inter Miami pretty aggressively. I felt like for a lot of he was like kind of. Yeah, standing, like, standing up for the that. standing up for the i mean you know it's a it's an odd um the whole hype train is you know i'm pro the league obviously i'm an mls uh i'm an mls supporter i've i've decided i made the decision when nycfc came around to put my euro snobbery to the side and go all in and and as and as as i've become more familiar a lot of the things a lot of the quirks and the idiosyncrasies of the league made more sense to me from the inside like from the outside you're like why are they doing this stuff it's so weird and then once you get into it, it you understand it more so i i respect the league and what they're trying to do so that's the premise here but like it's a little much this apple coverage is a little much and maybe it's also yeah, there's, a, there's a mandate for during the playoffs but just the like everything is sensational and fantastic yeah, yeah, and such a thing of such a joy like the, the these players and like it's just there's just a a um i mean you know i guess i noticed it specifically last night in cincinnati against the, you know where the red the red bolts now are like this confident team and, are, and it's like i mean you know like i've seen those guys play for a lot of you know, it's like <laughs> 
you We're know, still missing this is player. not like Liverpool. It's not City against. Squad, this is so. not like City yeah. against Liverpool here. You know, yeah. like, and I mean, I I understand that this is a little bit of compensation for being treated as a, a second class citizens on ESPN previously, etc. So they're like, okay, now we have our own coverage. We're gonna treat this, give this the respect it deserves. But it's like. You know, like it's just a, it's a little heavy-handed. Even even. Um, well, hold on, it's not like ESPN deal around, but 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 the ESPN thoughts, like the paid members of ESPN, was also state-run media because it was like a like like what, what I'm trying to say is with the Apple deal, they don't have to compete with anybody. They can just offer for real, but because it's paid for by the league, it's all that fluff nonsense. Like you know, was it two or three months ago? Three analysts were sitting there. I forgot who it was. You know, Sasha Kleschen and Kalen Kyle, and, and maybe uh, someone else. And and, and then there were, it's rivalry week. And then there was the Canadian rivalry, the Texan rivalry, and then I think the New York rivalry. And then the host is like, "What do you think the best rivalry?" The first one's like, "I think it's the Texan rivalry because so and so." Then the second person says, "I think it's the Canadian rivalry because so and so." And the third person says, "Well, I think it's the New York rivalry." And I'm like, "Oh wow, how convenient! All of them pick one rivalry." <laughs> That's not analysis. That's just fluff advertising, right? Yeah, that, a, re- it feels, a real analysis. It feels a real that analysis way. Is this a real analysis? Is this? What do you think the best rivalry is? Oh, Canadian. Yeah, Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, we agree. And this is why. Like three people saying, agreeing to a real analysis. What the actual, what the actual. Decision, right? That's analysis. And and yeah, Apple TV is pretending like we're not, we're too stupid to realize that this is an advertisement, not analysis. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, it hit me. It it just yeah, like I it 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 got, it got a little much. Even like Kindredison Aubin, who I used to like, is now like I don't know has has jumped on the train where everything. I mean, especially when I think I guess it was Yearwood, right? Who was a late replacement for somebody? Yeah, who who yeah. made that he like replaced back, Daniel Edelman? Daniel who made that? Uh, who 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 made that error with this with his header backwards? And and she was like, oh, you can just feel this play developing. I'm like. It's just somebody fucking up. Like it's not like there's no, this is it's not poor quality. Yeah, this is not. There's no. This is not a moment of brilliance. This is not like, you know. It's like the guy. The you know the the guy came in late and he he screwed up his he screwed up his back pass and that's what happened. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It and is this is just is. one example. There was just a lot of this. Like I mean, just very flowery language describing. These teams and the excite, the atmosphere, everything was just so incredible, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I understand. I understand they want it to be. They they want it. They want to present it on its own terms. They don't want to constantly be compared to the to the Prem and Bundesliga, etc. I mean, this happens. By the way, I the same thing happened. I noticed. Uh, with Derek Ray during the during the Frankfurt Dortmund game was kind of had some kind of a mandate to hype the Bundesliga. He kept saying how the Bundesliga is so great. On, and Yeah, he does a lot of time on Twitter, too. And then not just him, other people, they're like, we have more goals than blah, blah, blah. It's and like, I was like, stop trying to stop it. It, it's it looks just, sad. Yeah, it's just tire, it's tiresome. It's like the it. harder you try, the less it works, I feel like. I mean, there yeah, was this whole, you know, there's so many of these articles now. What's going to happen after Messi leaves? Can we hold on to these? It's like the harder you try to hype it up, 
the faker it comes across, in my opinion. I mean, a Apple TV is great in, in, in the fact that it's like they care about it, it's available, it's good quality, it's blah, blah, blah. I, the only adjustment is, and MLS would have loved for this to be the case, is we wish an independent media company bought the rights to do this for them, you know. Like, you know, real, like like the Bundesliga and in England, you know, the criticism is strong, and that's real analysis. Like, the refs suck today. Let's talk about it. This didn't work. Like, I think it doesn't work if it's talked about. It's discussion, you know. And here, in, uh, you know, in MLS, we need the same thing. They're offering good quality coverage, but um, they have to pay for it. And yeah. MLS always, when they offer media, which they offer often, it's state-run media. And it's just a bunch of fluff and crap, there's... and everything's fine, and and anything, any real story, like any real criticism, like Bruce Arena or players and that, 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 that bring the flag up and all the real stuff that people should be talking about, it's ignored in its entirety. It's like not a topic, you know. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, oh, whatever. You know, like a Palestinian fan who keeps bringing his Palestinian flag to LAFC every week is now banned from the stadium. You know. You're not oh, I was wondering about that. that. Was, was that affecting our German friend? It must. It must. There's no flag. <laughs> you know what that anymore. means? That means I'm going to dress head to toe with an American flag, and I'm going to walk into a stadium next week. And if they ban me for having the American flag, I'm going to freaking put them in front of the House of Un-American Activities Committee. Huac, want to bring it back up? Well, Huac. you heard it here first. This is quite the <laughs> this is quite the plan you hashed for yourself. But I'd call Senator McCarthy back, and I'd be like, "You see this? You can't even have American flags in the stadium before." All I know is that I'm here in mention, and all I can hear about on the train and everywhere is is New York Red Bulls and St. Louis City FC. And a bunch of Germans saw I was an American, and they're like, "Was findest du LAFC machen die noch mal diesem Jahr?" And all you know, everyone's asking me questions. Really, people have things to say about MLS in Germany? No, of course no. Not. you're joking. <laughs> of course, you're kidding. But Nobody I will say cares. this is unrelated. This is sort of going for the Germany hour, but it is so cool being in a country where, like, I ride the trains a lot and the subway. And it's just big pictures of the news of players of Frankfurt and yeah, Dortmund and Picker. German soccer is all existing around here. And I love it. I'm like, hell yeah. Right. I am too normalized. I'm too normalized following both MLS and the Bundesliga as like minority sports, including MLS, you know. Yeah, and I'm just no, like, I love them in a place where it's like, it's not a minority about it. Everyone around here roots for the Bundesliga. So. But you have something. We can talk about that more in the Germany hour. We have the we have we have to own up. We have to own up to our now that the regular season is over. Uh, we have to own up to our predictions because we made predictions before That's the right. season, and this is never. It's never fun. I mean, it's fun, I guess, but I it's blast. never. It's never. Uh, it's never that. Uh, it's never that successful. What do you, what do we like? So let's hear it. What we what we this did, if I remember, if, if if I remember correctly, is we alternated choosing the yes. final standings of each of of both the Eastern and Western Conference, right? Yes. So I'm gonna say the list and then come up with some highlights. So this is I went back and listened to our old episode, a fun listen to now. It's like a little time capsule recorded in February. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even know what the postseason looked like. We're just like seven or eight yeah. teams. We're like eight teams, you think? 
Turns out it was 90. So who knew? Um, and we, I'm just going to offer the list. And I'm going to come up with a list of highlights about our discussion. How about that? Okay, let's, let's hear it. So, so let's start in the West. Our Western prediction was, I thought first and foremost it would be LAFC. Then you thought second place was going to be LA Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not this is not quite how it went. <laughs> yeah, you thought Greg Betty was a good coach. Really? Right. And yeah, that did not work out because we didn't predict that this was going to be the season of the reckoning. If I had to look mm. back on 2023, I would say it's the season of the fan reckoning, the fan yeah. strike back. And LA, and LA Galaxy was a big example of that. They boycotted the team. They demanded Chris uh, Chris Klein get fired, which he did. He was fired because of their boycott. So it worked, which is amazing. Yeah. And that kind of stuff was just too distracting. Then I put Austin in third place, which was also Oh, tough. okay. Yeah. Austin, as we know, had a bad season, and the head coach came out and said, listen, last year was a fluke, or <laughs> whatever it was he said. And That's amazing. I mean, we kind of thought that last year you know with the so-called underlying numbers it seemed like they were getting a little lucky but uh yeah but they yeah not even didn't make the playoffs and then you said seattle fourth okay um and then uh i said fc dallas at fifth and then you All said right. skc at sixth All and right. i said st louis at seventh and that was a big you had a big problem with that you said that messed up the math I, and it was weird. And, uh, but but St. Louis is a big surprise to everybody. I didn't know they'd be first. They won first this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, Louis, I thought, uh, I mean, I was, I was, I thought the whole, the way they constructed their roster was a head scratcher, starting with Roman Berkey playing, paying so much money for the goalkeeper. That really didn't make any sense to me. But I was obviously totally wrong about that like they they Berkey was great Berkey people kept talking about him as a potential MVP candidate as a goalie and uh, which that didn't happen but um yeah they did they did real well I mean they lost their playoff game yeah but it's the first to, of three so they have to, to, to SKC so we'll see we'll see how they fare and this and maybe they'll uh go the way of Austin perhaps next year. There's a little bit of, of that as well, I think. But uh, no, but credit where credit is due. Bradley uh, Carnell is going to be probably coach of the year. One would should assume. be, one of them. And uh, he's definitely nominated. And uh, yeah, no, uh, congratulations to them. I was totally wrong. St. Louis, but, you know, the playoffs are interesting because, you know, this is where it's not Europe anymore. This is where it's like they, they crush in the regular season, but it's like, okay, cool. But the season is the postseason. Like and we're, we're, we're trying to win MLS cup here and we'll see how they fare in the postseason. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Um, like I said, as of this recording, they're one game in, they lost four, one at home to their cross state rival sporting Kansas city. Okay. Uh, and then next up you had Colorado. You oh, said boy. you believe in okay. Robin Frazier. Yeah. Robin Frazier. And uh, that, he got fired, but it wasn't really his fault. It was a Colorado this whole thing. Then I had yeah. San Jose, and I think I pinned him exactly correctly. You got that randomly. right. Yeah, very good. Total randomly. I don't take any credit. I just got that right. And then you had Rail Salt Lake. Then we had Portland, Minnesota, Vancouver. And then we had Houston Dynamo on the bottom because we're like, Ben Olsen. 
We talked about how Ben Olsen's a terrible hire. Pretty wrong about... Uh, well, I mean, that's definitely also true. I, I thought that he would never work again in this league, and that was a, a sign <laughs> of, of low ambition by the owners. Again, to, completely wrong. They did well, also won their first game. They played great, too. I mean, they had a... I haven't seen that much of but every time i watch them i'm like this is a real this is a very yeah. good team and uh they won u.s open cup this year they beat miami yeah, with they want right they won a trophy and uh they they're they contender. contenders hector herrera who seemed like a bus his first year turned everything around their midfield is 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 very good so yeah again i'm i'm happy to eat happy to eat crow is that what they is that what we say yeah. in america uh, and and apologize for the disrespect, uh, for the disrespect shown to Ben Olsen and to and to this and Vancouver too. We were kind of very wrong True. about and Vinny Vinny Zantini and uh, I. The, the, I have watched them even less than Houston, so can't really even um, say what went right there. But yeah, I definitely didn't think they would make the playoffs at all. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, Vancouver and Houston proved us wrong. Yeah, LA Galaxy and Colorado and Austin were very disappointing this year. We had yeah. we were higher on those teams, but the rest were pretty on point. Maybe a spot here, a spot there. Um, you know, we were Portland. We predicted Portland exactly correctly, I think, or one spot. All right, very had, good. They finished fifth to last. We predicted them fourth to last. We both were just like Portland. We were just like Portland's gonna have a down year, and they did. We were right about that. Um, all right, Big East. The East. East. Starting with you, you had Philly winning the East. Okay. They were solid. And then I, this is my where I have to eat crow on one or two things. I, I was really high on Toronto with Bob Bradley, Lorenzo Insigne, and Fernandeschi. Oh, yeah. And I was like, they're coming with a vengeance. That's <laughs> just way off. They did me. not come with anything. They didn't come with anything. And then you had a. 0.65. 0.65. 0.65 points per game for Toronto. You had Atlanta in third place, and you thought Joseph Martinez was going to have a big season for them. Uh, he left. He Joseph Martinez? No, he wasn't there anymore. I think the beginning thought, of the season he was. Wasn't that a summer transfer? Or am I wrong? I don't think so. I think he's been he's been gone for a little while. Maybe I misremembered that. But Atlanta third, uh, Revs fourth, and then I said because of Bruce. And I had a whole believe in Bruce uh -huh. and Bob. Bruce and Bob will truth will like they are going to be the kings of the postseason. He was he was mowed down by his assistants in the Shakespeare most Shakespearean of ways. Yeah, as far as we know, we still will never know. We don't know MLS, what happened MLS exactly. No, it's, you know what's crazy about MLS state run media? They hundred percent know the full story and they have no interest in sharing any of it, <laughs> no matter how juicy it is or good the gossip is. Like oh, we know, but we will. We're we are quashing the interesting stories. We're only offering you fluff. All the interesting, juicy stories, we're trying to quash all that. Go call the Sun in England and tell them that's how they run media. Anyway, anyway, uh, I love walking around Munich because all the local newspapers have these crazy gotcha headlines, right? Like, it's like, it's like, what was it? There was one today, it was like a picture of someone. I don't remember, but it's typical stuff that's like, a, it's all clickbait. It's all clickbait. It's like, can you imagine killed 13 people? It's like a picture of a grandma. So I guarantee you that's not the real story. It's probably one of the victims or something. But anyway, MLS 
be sensationalist about your negative stuff, not your positive stuff. That's all, that's all I want from you. That's all I want. All right. Okay. And now, and now, now, then, then you had NYCFC, and I had Red Bull New York at fifth and sixth. And I was saying that this was a very low conservative pick. I was like, if Dante Von Zier is the player we think he is, then we're going to win the Supporter Shield. Well, you were actually pretty close in the end, but yeah, I mean, I was only one. I was only hold on. One or two spots off. One, two, three, four, five. So I was two spots off. I said sixth place would be low, but we got eighth place and we're happy for it. Um, Dante was a bust. Elias Manuel was a bust, despite the fact that he scored a hat trick randomly last week. Um, and then Tommy B. Then we had FC Cincy at seventh, and we're like, they're going to be good. They have a fun front three. We didn't, so we did, but we didn't predict how good they would be. Then uh, I said crew with, with Nancy, and that was pretty accurate. Crew was a little higher. Yeah. And we had Nashville, Miami, Orlando. And for, for the bottom trio, we had Montreal, D.C., and Chicago. And the reason we had Montreal down there is because they lost Nancy. They lost uh, George Milovich. Yeah. So our analysis was spot on with Montreal. Um, yeah, it, it sounds like we got, the, we got the playoff teams mostly, right, except for Toronto. Yeah, except for Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, so our East was actually not too shabby. But the reality is since the Orlando City crew and Philly were the top four, we had Philly, Toronto, Atlanta Revs in the top four. But uh, Orlando City and crew did great. Uh, Philly ebbed and flowed a little this year, but they're still a strong team. Revs had to go down a couple spots after they lost Bruce. And Atlanta, Nashville, and RB New York. And then I guess we had Charlotte. Yeah, our East was actually not too shabby. Uh, yeah, going going through this again, it's not as bad. It's not as bad as I thought. I definitely remember thinking Toronto were going to be bad. I mean, nobody. I didn't think they were going to be this bad, but like that that had sort of dumpster fire written all over it. But uh, but we didn't know anything about the playoffs, which are funny. And we also, when we talked about Miami, our full analysis was like we had no idea. Yeah. And Phil Neville was doing a really good job and. You know, we no one could predict. No, that. no, no. Iguain was reti Iguain retired last season. Right. We knew, we, we knew he Neville's was. Well, we didn't know. We didn't know Messi was going to be there. Yeah. Our Miami analysis was unrelated. Right. To we don't there. know. We don't. Yeah. It's like yeah. yeah. Big things. Big things have happened. But um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my team. I guess I was confident about my team. I thought we would. I didn't know the reinforcements would take so long to arrive. Anyway, we'll see. Okay, Bjorn, who's going to win MLS Cup this year? Oh. Um, Give me your full, unbiased opinion. Your team is out. You're watching all the coverage here. It's Better hard to say. I, I think it's – I think um, – I think Cincinnati is really the best team. I mean, by by quite a bit, I would say. Um, I don't really. I mean, you never know is the answer, of course. But uh, I think I, all these East teams have some quality, but they also have some flaws, uh, other than Cincinnati. And same in the West. I think. Uh, I think LAFC has struggled i think their midfield is not as good as it's been so yeah okay if i have to pick one i'll pick cincinnati 
Yeah, I mean, that's I, you know, I'm always a fan of the Supporters Shield winner being dominant in the postseason because to me that's that means all is right in the world, right? So, you know, they worked hard. And they also since had a great turnaround. They were one of the they won wooden spoon two three seasons in a row. Yeah, they were bad. And I love the fact that they turned it around under Pat Noonan and and with with America with um, Brandon Vasquez and stuff. And you know, and I love it. So if they win. I love it's a new team winning MLS Cup, which I'm all about. So, you know, good luck, Cincy. Although but I do obviously... want to still knock them out. I still want to knock them out of the playoffs. But if we if we don't knock them out of the playoffs, then then, then make sure we were beaten by the best, and you go off and you win the MLS Cup. Yeah, I mean, beyond that, I think they're they're the team that really stands out over everybody. Everybody else, you know, is like uh... LAFC is on though. It's like postseasons. They're not perfect. They've been two steps forward, one step back all season. But it's the postseason. They got big game players. They won five to two, right? Did they also have a big win? Well, I just don't think they are. Um, they're not defensively solid enough to really to really pick them. I think they could, you know, they they could easily get score. Somebody could score three on them easily at some point, and and then that might not be. They may not be able to. To recover, I don't know. I don't think they are as reliable. I mean, yeah, anybody, you know, it's any. Once you get to the single game thing, it becomes a little bit more of a crapshoot. But Philly I just don't trust also, them. I don't trust them uh, defensively. Philly are playing with a chip on their shoulder. They've been so oh, close Philly are so dirty. Yeah. They're such a dirty, dirty team. They knocked out like they they targeted Carlos Heel. They knew he was suffered injury. You know, he was like I think he was. Smart. Knocked out, knocked out of the game. Fifteen minutes in, I can't, I can't root for those guys. They're playing. They're, they're, they've in the last few seasons. They've been close to the cup. They've never won it. As far as like clubs right now that deserve the MLS Cup, Cup Philly's top of the list. So they're playing with a chip on their shoulder. I think they're a contender as well. And you know, Houston, man. Houston won a cup already. They're coming. I think they're also a contender. I think your Cincinnati choice is solid. But I could see any of those four teams winning: LAFC, Houston, Cincy, or Philly. So we'll see. Last one's in. Business Vaja. We'll see if the Red Bulls are still in with a shout, or they've been eliminated by next week. I believe, right? Because the game's on Sunday, and uh, if Cincy wins it again, that ends the two out of three game series, right? Because two winners finish the series while there'd be a handful of third games. I don't know. The we'll see how the playoffs turn out. We'll see. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I'll see you on the other side. Cheers. I will see you on the other side, my friends. Right. Keep Sounds watching good. that MLS. So maybe one day my joke about a bunch of people in Munich approaching about the league is not a joke and becomes reality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, tell the MLS. You, tell you, the MLS. You, you definitely sold it. You definitely sold it in a way that I was like, really? Oh, wow. There is a big American thing happening in Germany right now, but I'll save that for the Germany now. So stay tuned. All right. Well, there he was, the man himself. As you can see from my, uh, I'm wearing the same outfit. This was earlier today. We've done it uh, past couple of weeks. We did the day before today. It was just a few hours ago. So this is almost live, almost live. Um, anyway, a couple of things we want to catch up here on the, on the chat, Hans uh, 
Daniel Young was wondering about our outdoor hockey. MetLife Stadium is hosting outdoor hockey. That's um, I didn't even know that. I'm not a big hockey guy, uh, and he would like us to enlighten him on the hockey culture in Europe. I don't. Yeah, I'm not the best person to help with that. I know it's a big thing in Germany. My uh, uh, ice hockey, they call it ice hockey, um, as opposed to field hockey. My brother actually is a pretty good uh, is a good field hockey player. He was on the um, in Germany's Olympic team, uh, but not for ice hockey. Ice hockey is pretty big. There's a pro league in Germany, so there's definitely people get into it. Um, but I am not a big, uh, I don't, yeah, I can't really speak to that. Hans Wolf was wondering if, if Stefan forgot to pay the Austrian border tax on his way to Austria is in the, is in the EU now. There's no more, no more borders. Europe's all, it's, we're all one big family now in Europe. So no, not a problem. David Riccio is uh, suggesting we do a meetup, perhaps during Christmas time. That'd be very lovely to see. We'll pick a Bundesliga game, maybe, or perhaps MLS Cup. We'll meet up for a for a viewing party. Can't be a live game for a while. My team is not playing. I mean, the Red Bulls have a home game, but that might be it. I mean, let's be honest. Um, David was also wondering what the atmosphere was going to be like in New Jersey. Yeah. Are they going to show up? Are people going to come? It's a weekend game, I think. Um, hopefully, they'll get a good crowd. Uh, then, yeah, we were talking about the Apple the Apple coverage. Yeah, I don't know. Last night, it rubbed me a little bit wrongly. This, like, just so, just so excited. But anyway, I have, a, I have a hard time with a lot of commentating, not just in MLS, also Bundesliga. You know how I feel about Derek Ray. David Reacher is saying every time Derek Ray yesterday said, Die Schwarzgelben, he wanted to hit himself in the head with a claw hammer. Yeah, I don't know. There's a guy There's a guy uh, on the Apple coverage who has a similar, he doesn't like do the German uh, enunciation in the same way, but he also has this like breathless kind of carnival. I forget his name. Is it Callum, Callum Williams maybe? I have to have to look it up. Um. David Riccio likes Kevin Hatchard, who's a Bundesliga commentator. Um, and uh, yeah, the playoff format, I was going to say, I, I checked it. The 2019 was the last time we had home and away uh, playoff series. In 2020, the sh season was shortened because of COVID. And that's that's also when 18 teams made it, uh, much like this year. And that's when single elimination started. NYCFC got famously eliminated by Orlando in that weird penalty came shootout where Rodrigo Schlegel went in goal at the end. So that was rough. So yeah, since then it's been single elimination. Now we have this sort of three game first round and then it's again, we're back to single elimination. This first round is going to take us till Thanksgiving with all the the different games and, and rest days, etc. And then it's going to be semis and uh, uh, semis and final is going to happen very quickly. The final is on December 9th. Um, yeah, they're going to, I'm sure this is going to change again next year. This is, this is constantly a work in progress. The MLS play and playoff format. I wanted to talk a little bit more about Nick Cushing, the coach and receive coach was not getting fired in general. I'm, I'm, you know, I've been, I mean, I've been talking about it a lot. I don't think, it was entirely his fault. We had a very incomplete roster this whole season. People came very late. And uh, 
I guess the question that I have and the thing that I'm wondering is, you know, a lot of the international back up back up for a second. NYCFC had a used to have a very good track record for international signing, sort of above average, I would say, in MLS, where where they found a lot of good players from all over the world. And it was this was always credited to the CFG scouting network, just being able to find kind of bargains. From other from other leagues and and there was a there were more hits than misses, but the last season or two I don't know if the trend has reversed or so if you're saying it's not the coach's fault if the co if the, if behind the scenes people are saying okay it's not the it's not Nick Cushing's fault that we have been uh, we missed the playoffs this year but then you have to ask you have to ask questions about the recruitment there's a lot of international players brian kufre came from la liga rich ledesma he's american but he came from uh, holland from psv um talis magno big town it's you know a lot of these guys have not gotten a lot of time down the stretch and so if you're not saying this is nick cushing's fault then it's almost worse in the big picture in the sense that has our is the recruitment off if all these guys if you if you start Kevin O'Toole over from New Jersey over your over your international signing that came from La Liga some something's off so we will see if that can get fixed but um i think there will be a lot of turnover i mean the player who was made the most impact almost Andres Pereira uh, he's on loan from Philly, and he ain't coming back. I don't think they will. Uh, we we won't get to keep him. So, anyway, that's my Nick Cushing take. I'm oh, I'm I'm. A lot of people wanted him fired. People were on Twitter saying they're going to cancel their season tickets now that he the coach was not fired. I don't know. I'm not one to call for people's jobs so easily. Like I said, he was not dealing with a full roster for most of the year, and so. We'll see how next season goes. Anyway, that is it for the Deutschland Hour. We have more for you about the Bundesliga. I watched perhaps, I mean, really one of the worst games I've seen on TV in a while. So if you want to hear about that, see me on the other side. Stefan will be back too. And uh, yeah, nice to see you all on Monday night, Schnitzel Boys Night. See you on the other side. Good night.